0: Hey, it's Zeeking Plum. So, after finding I had forgotten to charge my Kindle, I walked into the other room, leaned over to pick something up, and as I stood up, for some odd reason, a book that's been sitting on my shelf for years, without being cracked open, it caught my eye. It's called Connectome, How the Brain's Wiring Makes Us Who We Are, by Sebastian Sung. Let me read a couple of paragraphs from the back of the book. Every person is unique, but science has struggled to pinpoint where, precisely, that uniqueness resides. Our genome may determine our eye color and even aspects of our character, but our friendships, failures, and passions also shape who we are. The question is how? Sebastian Sung is at the forefront of a revolution in neuroscience. He believes that our identity lies not in our genes, but in the connections between our brain cells. Our particular wiring. Sung and a dedicated group of researchers are leading the effort to map these connections neuron by neuron, snaps by snaps. It's a monumental effort, but if they succeed, they will uncover the basis of personality, identity, intelligence, memory, and perhaps disorders such as autism and schizophrenia. Okay, when I first read this, It kind of made me uncomfortable in my own skin, and yet there was a part of me that was excited. But let's put a pin in that before digging into some of those questions as to why I felt that way. About a month ago, I read an article entitled, Could Artificial Wombs Be a Reality? on ScientificAmerican.com. Yeah, a lot of implications there and a lot to take in. So the answer is kind of yes and no. Let me explain. Scientists have decided to research the artificial womb because there are so many premature deaths these days. The US is one of the 10 countries with the highest number of preterm births. And I don't really need to get into all of the reasons why this is not good. So a group of scientists led by Dr. Alan Flake at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia were able to support the gestation of fetal lambs that were around 100 to 120 days in their gestation for up to four weeks in this artificial womb. For comparison, these fetal lambs developmentally were equivalent to a human fetus at around 22 to 24 weeks of gestation. So these fetal lambs were placed in what the scientists call a bio bag, and it is filled regularly with a replenished supply of synthetic amniotic fluid. Their umbilical cord then is connected to a life support machine on the outside of the bag and it acts like the mother's placenta. It provides nutrition and oxygen and it clears out the carbon dioxide. These artificial wombs are then placed in a dark room and the sound of the mother's heartbeat plays as well. There are many benefits to using an artificial womb over the incubator that we are more familiar with because there's less stress on the baby's heart and lungs and the circulation of blood and ventilators and all of that. It's also a sealed environment, so it keeps out infection. When this study was published, at least one of the lambs had already turned one, and it had normal growth, and its brain and lung maturation was also normal. So yes, an artificial womb is a reality in respect to fetal lambs, but they are still ironing out some of the kinks of what would be required for a human fetus. So in that respect, an artificial womb is not yet a reality. There's a little bit more information in this specific article, as well as a link to another article that gets into some of the consequences that may arise from artificial wombs. I'll include that in the show notes. Okay, so the artificial womb is on the horizon. Let's put a pin in this. So around the time that I read about the artificial womb, I found this: first primate clones produced using the, quote "dolly method" on scientificAmerican.com. When researchers previously attempted the dolly approach on monkeys, it produced fetuses, but no pregnancy that lasted beyond 80 days. It had something to do with the nuclei not being properly programmed to support embryonic development. But obviously they solved it, because now there are these two little monkeys, the normally-born monkey and the clone. I'm not even sure if that's how you would say that, normally born. So researchers have cloned primates in the past couple of decades using other techniques. But what makes this different is that it's going to be easier to use and to reproduce in large numbers. And it also means that this process can be coupled with CRISPR gene editing. If you're not familiar with CRISPR gene editing, it is very fascinating and also kind of disturbing (laughs) as a topic on its own. But it would mean that researchers can research diseases or genetic mutations and not just in this specific monkey but in future generations. But again, there are implications in all of this. Okay, so there's more information in that article as well, and I will include that in the show notes as well. Okay, so we know that the artificial womb is on the horizon and we know that they have successfully cloned monkeys, primates, in using this different technique which can incorporate CRISPR gene editing. So let's go back to some of my original questions with respect to the connectome. So why does the idea of mapping the connections between my brain cells give me mixed feelings? Well for one, there's this deep sense of curiosity. I want to know more about what makes up me. Sure, to some extent, I can use self-reflection and even use psychology to understand some of these things. But to look at science, to use science, to look at the connections between my brain cells is, is something completely different. Instead of offering probabilities, it could offer more concrete answers about my personality. uh, You know, things like my intelligence or, you know, any number of things with respect to the connectome. But then there's the flip side. We have been able to map the genome and we are learning more and more about that as time goes on. The artificial womb is on the horizon. The, the fact that cloning primates is a reality, plus the incorporation of CRISPR gene editing, that, that opens all kinds of other doors. If we take all of these things into consideration, as well as the fact that they are mapping the connections between our brain cells, what could be done? At some point with all of this information, with all of these tools. So come play with me. Let's take a, a fantastical jaunt into the land of ifs. In this imaginary place, scientists have cloned a Christina slash Rhonda slash Seeking Plum embryo, and it has now grown into a fetus. And from there, it is It is living in this bio-bag artificial womb until it matures into a being that is exactly the same age as I am now, which I'm not telling you how old I am. In this land, they have also completely mapped my connectome and somehow found a way to incorporate it into my clone but they've done this precisely right before the clone is about to wake up. So essentially, we have the same personality, identity, intelligence, we have the same memories, and we have maybe the same health conditions, we have any of the same disorders, anything that might be within my body, within my mind, all of those things are now incorporated into the mind and body of this clone. We are similarly introverted and we laugh at the same things. We appreciate the same beautiful parts of nature, etc., etc. Technically, we know that I came first, that I was conceived, born, and that they are a clone. But are they any less real? How do we define real? Separately, I started asking myself, why does this somewhat bother me? I mean, if I was a twin, then we would we would look the same, but we would have different personalities. So is that it? Is it that we are identical in every way? Is that what I find difficult? Sung points out that our genome is with us from the very beginning. But our connectome, it changes throughout our lives. He writes, neurons adjust or, quote, reweight their connections by strengthening or weakening them. Neurons reconnect by creating and eliminating synapses, and they rewire by growing and retracting branches. Finally, entirely new neurons are creating and created and existing ones eliminated through regeneration. So keeping this information in mind, if my clone were to live elsewhere, far away, and to face their own decisions, make their own lives, would we diverge as individuals? Would our connect homes then become different? I think the answer is yes, but how quickly? Because... We were both starting at this moment in time from the same point. Regardless of the answer to that question, I've wondered if psychologically I would spend my life trying to outpace, outrun this other being in trying to individuate myself from them. How would it affect me knowing that there is another being out there somewhere in the world that is more likely, more like me than maybe I would like them to be? And I'm not even sure exactly what I mean by that. Like, does it even really matter that there is another person out there that is like me or even that much like me? Another question that all of this caused me to ask is, what does it mean to be me then? If you had asked me that question a few days ago, I thought I had an answer to that question. I had heard an episode by The Great Everything entitled Torture and Self on the 17th of February or thereabouts. Patrick was talking about identity and what it means to be us in the framework of of an experiment I had never heard of. And it was about, (laughs) it was about torture and switching brains or bodies. And, you know, I'm just going to leave it at that. It was a very interesting episode to listen to, to think about. Uh, And I recommend that you check it out if you are interested in the topic of who we are who, who we think we are, or rather what it means to be us. And like I said, after I heard that episode, I thought, I thought I had a better grasp on a possible answer. And then, and then (laughs) I started thinking about some more topics here. And, and now things seem a bit more fuzzy, so I'm not so sure.
1: Hey Rhonda, um, my initial thought is that you'll diverge pretty quickly from Bizarro Rhonda. More than likely then Bizarro Rhonda would be just as predisposed to diverge as you are. Um, then I guess the question is, do you diverge in the same way? If you stipulate in the fact that you're gonna be in different environments, I don't think you would d- diverge in the same way and you would quickly separate into two sort of unique individuals, because I think we are shaped that, I forgot the phrase that you used to talk about, that wiring is shaped by all of these inputs. So if you're working with different inputs, I think that that's going to cause you to, you know, become very separate and different beings pretty quickly. Hey,
0: Jahud. So part of me agrees and I'm with you. And then there's this other part of me that has other questions. Like how much of this connectome or map changes with each input? And how much, if any of it was formed or quote, firmed in my childhood and or or early adulthood. So so how much of that can or will change going forward? like if we make this a little less abstract instead of using the word connectome or a map of my brain cell connections and we look at it being um things like my personality or identity or intelligence like how much of that is is less like it's not going to shift as much do you know what i mean i don't want to necessarily say it's cemented but it's not going to shift as much as it may have when I was younger. So now that I'm getting on in years, (laughs) does this mean that this map or these aspects of who I am are more, for lack of a better word, more solidified? And yes, there will be changes that will come from creating new memories, but how much How much change is going to happen, and how much of that change is going to affect things like my personality or my intelligence or or any of those other things like when when I was reading about the list of things they think they're going to determine when they fully map the uh, connect home, it seemed it seemed to me. Now, of course, I, I'm. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. But it seemed to me that the most changing aspect was the idea of memories, and from listening to Patrick's podcast the other day, his, the the conclusion he seemed to come to, or bring us to the listeners to, was that who we are is based on our experiences. So it doesn't really matter what body we're in, it's what we have experienced, and even those experiences in relation to those we've interacted with. So if experiences lead to memories, and memories form our personality and identity, then as we get older, I would think that with more experiences and more memories, then then our identity and personality and all those other things, so essentially the connectome would become more, more firm, for lack of a better word. So then I'm wondering, does the age of the person the clone is being replicated after, does that matter? Like, with respect to how far and how quickly they might diverge. Because I'm wondering if... I mean, all of this is theoretical, right? Because we can't really answer any of these questions. There's no way of knowing yet how much of the connectome, if the connectome even has parts of it that are um, in any way more... uh, like less shifting, more sticky, maybe? So all of that said, the other day, I thought that, like who we are, or was entirely based on our experiences. And that like, that was an easy answer for me to take hold of. But now if I consider this insanely fantastical idea, right, of a clone that has somehow uh, acquired my connect home as well, then... Um, and now I wonder, <laughs> is there, is there more to this? Is there some greater explanation or definition of who we are? Because if this, this bizarro Rhonda has, um, uh, uh, like my memories, my personality, identity, etc., etc., like that, then... What makes us different? And if at at this point in my life, like, I think there's still going to be growth and change, you know, but how much of that is going to diverge? Do you know what I mean? Like, how much am I going to, I don't know. And I think, like, if, like, another couple of decades, provided I live that long, but another couple of decades from now, if I was to have a clone, and this process was to happen, where would this where would we be then you know i think i would still have the same question of what does it mean to be me
1: hi rhonda so it occurred to me if that's even who you are um it occurred to me that the fact that you can observe this other being kind of sets you apart as you no matter how much like you they might be and also you know the more I think about it it would be cool to have someone who really understood you there's so many times we feel like you know we feel alone in that we can't we don't truly believe that another person understands how we feel but to know that there is someone else who does might make things a little less lonely um Yeah,
0: this is interesting and I kind of like it Jared it moves it from the subjective to almost a more objective perspective because we are I am looking at Bizarro Rhonda and observing her rather than seeing her as this threat which is an interesting way to shift perspective and also then, to see her as, um, well, there, look, I'm using a different, I, maybe I did before call her her, but but it's interesting. Um, to see her as someone, uh, as a confidant, also is something different. To maybe embrace her as somebody to confide in and someone who can understand me, I think at times there would be some frustrations (laughs) because, um, you know, there's always things that you see in yourself or rather you see in others that are characteristics of yourself that drive you nuts and you can't stand. And then to have a full embodiment of that, I wonder what that would be like. I wonder if we can come to a place where where we could fully appreciate that person. And part of me, part of me would almost like the challenge. I don't know that I would like the challenge (laughs) lifelong, but for a period of time, because I think it would be an excellent learning experience. And maybe, just maybe, it would cause me to um, see myself differently, not just bizarro Ronda, you know? So, uh, this, this is an interesting take. I, I like it. I like it. Thank you.